Did former Miami head coach Brian Flores leverage his victimhood too far? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of Backhead City. Well, today we explore Miami Dolphins head coach or former head coach, Brian Flores, with the question, did he leverage his victimhood too far? Now, this story broke probably about nine days ago. He filed a class action lawsuit against not only the NFL, but the Giants, the Broncos, and of course, here in South Florida, the Miami Dolphins. And of course, it got me thinking, and it got a lot of people thinking, and what I'd like to do is present a different perspective on what maybe corporate media is presenting as far as uh, race, performance, coaching. And Flores is a really interesting guy because he was a successful coach. He was taking a roster that was okay, and he had two back-to-back winning seasons, so it was very shocking that he got dismissed. So we're gonna break this down and there's some interesting research on this, especially from some intellectuals, entertainers, and other significant people in the black community. So I'm gonna break it down. And first, we're gonna hear what Kevin Hart's theory is, not on Brian Flores, but on victimhood. Biggest enemy is you. People don't understand it's you against you. The only person that gets in your way is you. Nobody else. It's you. What I love what Kevin Hart is saying there is it's just so simple. You don't even need me to reiterate it. It's your world. You're in it. You've made the choices. You're the person that's fully in charge of your life and the environment that you're in, especially as a coach at this kind of level. So I think it's interesting what Flores has done And I agree with his right to be able to sue. It's a little bit strange that it's a class action lawsuit because that typically has to do with like a manufacturer's defect in a car and, you know, millions of cars were affected. So we're going to get everybody, you know, uh, made whole from a class action lawsuit. And, you know, with those things, the people that really make the money are typically the attorneys. Uh, I know my mother had filed, uh, got involved in a class action lawsuit for something that was defective in her Honda. And I think she got $90 after three years of filling out paperwork. So it'll be interesting to see if how this pans out. But what was really strange about it is he did it in the middle of an interview process. He was still in line for second interviews in Houston and New Orleans. And we saw this with Colin Kaepernick as well, who really kind of played that victim mentality when they finally settled his lawsuit and paid him rightly so for being kind of excommunicated out of the the NFL. It was really hard for people to like him. He didn't make it easy. It's almost like he went into the interview and said, hey, you're afraid to hire me. And, And with that kind of antagonism, we're seeing it again with Flores, And sure enough, uh, the other teams went different directions with their coaches. And of course, the Miami Dolphins had hired another person who identifies from as a person of color. So it'll be interesting how this works out. But the focus here 
is on this interesting concept of victimhood. And there's a great book that was written. It was called The Rise of Victimhood Culture. And it was written by Bradley Campbell and Jason Manning. And they broke victimhood down into, or actually they broke this culture down into three different eras. The first one was called honor culture. And this was simply, if you had a beef with someone, the thesis said that you would just go out and have a duel in the town square to settle it. Then as our, our culture evolved, we got into something called the dignity culture, which is probably one that we're all more familiar with. Look, if you have a beef with someone, you can really do a couple of things. You can have a high levels of tolerance. You can walk away. You can use avoidance. And, you know, if things get to a, a situation that becomes really serious, obviously you have legal actions. But with victim culture, it's become really competitive and it incentivized even privileged people, such as a head NFL football coach, to claim they are victims of an example of reverse discrimination. According to Claire Lehman, Manning and Campbell's culture of victimhood sees moral worth as largely defined by skin color and membership into an identity group, such as LBGTQ, Muslims, indigenous people, people of color, etc. So my question is, has Brian Flores got caught up in what is perceived to be a flawed model, if we remember what Kevin Hart said? Let's listen to some other experts on what they think on this topic in the black community. Why it's so attractive. The victim complex is attractive to any kind of human being. It's very easy to fall into it in our current climate if you are a black person. That current climate began in roughly 1966, and here we are still mired in it. That was John McWhorter on the Coleman Hughes podcast. Uh, there's a lot of interesting black intellectuals out there that are addressing this victim culture and cancel culture in our society. And Coleman Hughes is one of them. Uh, there's a bunch of other ones as well, but uh, he's one of my favorites. Uh, they're super smart guys who are diving into some topics that are really uncomfortable. McWarner continues where he had his aha moment when he pulled the race card when he was a younger man. Listen to what he says. This one white woman not wanting me, she, she had shushed me because she said my voice was too loud and was supposed to be quiet studying time. And I do have a loud voice, but I was embarrassed because she did it in front of a girl I liked. And so I said, you're just doing this because I'm black. And it had a certain power. Thank God she didn't break down crying or anything, but I could tell it hurt her. Yeah, but there was a part of me not long after that that thought, is this the way I want to be a big dude for the rest of my life? Is, is that the way I'm going to be special because it struck me as one, small, and two, fake. I knew that woman wasn't a bigot for reasons that are actually quite specific that I won't share. And so, you know, it's just, it, it was absurd, but that's not the way an awful lot of black people feel. But yeah, it's not psychologically, I'm not going to say sound because then people are going to say I'm saying that black people are crazy. It is not a psychologically healthy way to be, and yet you and I are up against a whole crowd of people disproportionately represented in academia and the media who sincerely think that that staged pessimism is somehow a progressive way to be and perhaps the most interesting way to be a black person. So I'm trying to put myself in the agent of Brian Flores. What do we do here? Because 
the lawsuit's going to take a while. It's going to take years. If I'm the agent for Brian Flores, it's like, we got to get you back to work. We got to get you back to work as a great coach in the NFL. You're not going to be a head coach this year, but we can try to get you a job as a coordinator. And I think it's going to be an interesting process to see what happens because a lot of the college jobs are already filled up. So will he have to sit the year out and bide his time or will he go a different direction? Stay tuned. I'm sure we'll learn a lot over the next few weeks. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified each day there's a fresh episode. This is Brian Lutz from Backhand City. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to show. I knew it all along